What's good, fam? Thanks for joining me, your host, Corey Cabri, on the Living Life on Purpose podcast, where we discuss various topics on how to apply God's principles to your everyday life. I hope you enjoyed the discussion. Well, hello, hello, hello. We are on Living Life on Purpose, and tonight we're going to be talking about be not moved, being a witness. So... I assume everybody had a chance to read Colossians 1, 21 through 23, but no worries. I'm going to read it right now. Is everybody there? So I'm going to read the King James first, then I'm going to go over and read it in the message. And in King James, it says, And you that were sometime alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, Yet now hath he reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. If you continue in the faith, grounded and settled, and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel which you have heard and which was preached to every creature which is under heaven, whereof I, Paul, am made a minister." I love this. I love this um, verse. And what really um, stood out to me here was just um, just going back to the beginning and just saying, and you were sometime alienated, but now you're reconciled. And so a lot of times we think about where we were, but we got to remember who we are now in him. And then in verse 22, unblameable and unreproachable, just reminding us through Christ that we're, we're presented holy. We, we're not blamed. We can't, we can't, go back on what he's already done. He's cleaned us. We're not blamed. We don't have any guilt, no shame. And then in 23, if we continue grounded and settled and be not moved, it just reminded me again last week we were talking about First Timothy and 6, 5 through 8, I believe in just godliness with contentment and just how that's great game. But here, just going back to that being grounded and settled and how those two really connect together. And so now I want to go to the message and read it because this really brings out what I was talking about, being a witness and not being moved in Colossians 1, 21 through 23. Again, in the message it says, you yourselves are a case study, a witness of what he does. At one time you all had your backs turned to God, thinking rebellious thoughts of him, giving him trouble every chance you get got. But now by giving himself completely at the cross, dying for you, Christ brought you over to God's side and puts your lives together, whole and holy in his presence. Witness, you don't walk away from gifts like that. Witness, you stay grounded and steady in the bond of trust, constantly tuned in to the message. Witness, careful not to be distracted or diverted. Don't be moved. There is no other message, just this one. Every creature under heaven gets this same message. I, Paul, am a message, this message. Amen. So, again, as I read, it's just powerful. Just, I don't know, it just overwhelmed me because I was just thinking about everything that goes on in life that tries to divert and distract you from what you've already received in him. And that's why we're not able to be content sometimes because we're so busy not recognizing, like, what the, I love what the message says. You don't walk away from a gift like that. And I think we don't think about that enough, that this is a gift. 
And every time I choose to be distracted or to go back, as some people call it, there was B.C. and A.C., before Christ and after Christ. Am I going to go back to some before the Christ nature when I got after Christ gifts? I want to stay with my after Christ gifts. I don't know about you, so why am I going to allow myself to be distracted or diverted and go back to before Christ? So let's walk and encourage one another to walk in that gift that we've already been given and stay grounded in the trust of bond. And so let me just go back a minute. I feel like uh, the Corey anointing, no, it's the Holy Spirit where I'm just excited about this scripture today because I was thinking about who this church is at Colossians that Paul is talking to. He's talking to us now, but who were they? He had heard about them. He had never visited them, but he had heard about their faith. But for some reason, he needed to write this to them, to tell them to make God first, that it's in him that we have everything. And so I had to go back up in the scripture to Colossians 1, 12 through 20. I'm sorry it's a lot, but I just got to read it because he's just so reminding them about who God is to them. And so I just want to go back to Colossians 12 and read up. And it says, giving thanks unto the Father, which have made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light who have delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son, in whom we have redemption from his blood, even the forgiveness of sins, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things. That means your bills, that means everything. (laughs) Your sickness, before all things. Before your nasty attitude, before your situation with your marriage, before your job, before he is before all things. And by him all things consist. And he is the head of the body the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. For it is pleased, for it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. In verse 20, and having made peace, here we go back to contentment, through the blood of his cross, by him to reconcile all things unto himself. By him, I say, whether they be things in earth or things in heaven. Amen. Be a witness. Be reconciled. <laughs> I know that was a lot. But just wanted to go back to that. He was encouraging them because at the time, as I was reading and doing more study, there were false teachers coming. And if you go on to in Chapter 2, it talks about don't be let any man beguile you with enticing words. So people were trying to come over and say, well, maybe he's not the preeminent one. Maybe he's not over every single thing. And I started thinking about how in life we come across different situations and things aren't moving or changing the way we would like to see them. And so we begin to try and maneuver our own way sometimes. And we're being distracted from be not moved in this hope we have in him and just making sure we're listening to him and letting him do that and perfect that thing concerning our life and us not being moved to operate in our flesh. Again, going back to that, AC behavior or that BC, you know, that BC behavior or the AC behavior before Christ or after Christ. So um, 
just want to open it up now. I know I said a lot, but are there any questions or comments or input? Take yourself off mute if you have any comments or everything I've shared, or if I'm talking too fast, tell me to slow down. I'm going to give you a big amen. <laughs> All right. But we have to stay put. Mm-hmm. Once we realize that this is what he says about us. Mm-hmm. See, when I, when I entertain in my mind and by my actions some other thought than this, what am I doing? I'm taking away from his preeminence. Mhm. Mhm. And yeah. and we just can't. I mean, if we if we think of it like that, and we think of a person that we that we're actually robbing him of his glory. Mhm. When we do those okay. kind of things, mm-hmm. then 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 we then we our action toward one another will be somewhat different because sometimes. I, as a believer, will say something ignorant and affect some some other believer's attitude. Not mm-hmm. the, not within the not with the intention of spreading something false, but just in my own ignorance, leaning to my own understanding. Mhm. Mhm. We can call. So get back another. to your witness. Yeah, right. your witness. What's right. your witness doing? Right. Mm-hmm. right. And, and and what we got we got we got to take it personal. Mm-hmm. In this particular moment, am I the best witness I can be for my Lord? Mm-hmm. Not for me, but for my Lord. And that, and see that at, at at some point in time, minds get renewed when you start thinking that way. Right. Right. That's good. Mind renewal. Because, again, yes. I was just looking as you were saying that it's just um, we have to not, you know, if that message pulls it out, don't walk away from the gift. Right. And so I just want you to, if we think about just even, we don't even have to go back far in the week. We just could replay today every conversation or interaction we had today. Yes. How much of that really did I operate from the place that I have this gift that I have already been presented? How, what, what witness did I have today? You know, I caught myself today. I was in the middle of a meeting and we were doing quote, you know, I'm reminded of um, when it says be not moved of what Paul wrote in Corinth in first Corinthians 15, 58. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know, that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. So we look at our work today and um, being unmovable in the Lord. What does that mean? Because I look, you know, I, I do a lot of work that's, quote, unquote, ministry related. But is it work in the Lord still? You know, I don't yeah. care. You could put a label on it and say it's ministry or you say it's that. But is it in the Lord? And so I'm really looking at it. Is this a gift? Am I honoring the gift he gave me when I'm spending my time this way? Am I honoring him? Am I being a witness if we just run into programming and discussions about what we're going to do for other groups? If I have not entered his presence and really taking careful thought and consideration for every person in the room and gotten to understand what's on their heart and mind, 
So I hear God calling me to slow down. If you're going to be steadfast, if you're going to be unmovable, if you're going to not be moved, you can't be rushing. You cannot hurry this life. You cannot keep everything on this time because it's not always going to be in our timing. We know that by now. It's not about us. And so really being able to surrender and yield to the Holy Spirit and saying, God, what are you saying in this moment? Am I to pray for this person? Are we even to have this meeting right now? You know what? It's been some broken hearts for a long time, or there's been homeless people for a long time. And actually the Bible says there's going to be people always with you. Or in life. So what is the best use of this time today? That would be unto you, that will honor the gift that you've given us. You know, and so it just comes to a whole nother level. That's why I'm just so excited about this, because I hear God saying that don't walk away from the gift. Don't walk away. Stay grounded and steady. What is steady? What does that mean to be steady in the bond of trust, constantly tuned into the message? Uh Uh-oh, careful not to be distracted or diverted. Wow. Wow. How often yeah. am I steady? How often am I running? And it says a bond of trust. Wow, bond? You know, the boys in the hood say, you know, my word is bond. Wait a minute. That can't be better than the bond I got with Jesus. Yeah. So I have to stay tuned into him, not into my agenda, not into what I think needs to be done in the moment, but I got to be tuned into him, careful not to be distracted or diverted. Be not moved. I keep hearing all through this scripture, be not moved. Because when we're moved, we can't be an effective witness for him. People are always watching us, whether you realize it or not. They heard you say somewhere down the line that you do believe. Now they're looking for the signs of your belief. What signs, what wonders are you performing in the areas of influence that God has given you that let people know, I am a witness? I am not moved. And so a lot of times we go through difficulties and afflictions and different things. We even talked one time about the noise can be loud in this world or the things that come against. But it's not about that. It's our response as believers. Are we distracted? Are we diverted? I got to go back to God constantly, constantly tuned in. I love this. Tuned in to his message. And what is that message? That he is the hope of glory. Hallelujah. He is the preeminent one. He is my Savior. He is everything under heaven was created by him. And not by him, all things were created. Who is he? You know? So that's what we have to really grab a hold to and don't walk away from that gift. Be not moved. Be not moved. Yep. Be a witness. Be a witness. That's all I have. That's knowledge. But <laughs> I want to open it up if you have any other questions or comments. Well, if you're just calling in, we were talking tonight, be not moved, be a witness, reading in Colossians 1, 21 through 23. And I kind of went everywhere, First Corinthians fifteen fifty eight, and then read right. back up to Colossians 1, 12 through 24, so. We went to a lot of different scriptures, but 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 they were all the message. 
Mm-hmm. They were all the message. That's the mm-hmm. message. It should be good. You know, it's a gift like that. It's like, yeah, it's why, why do I think I can do better? Why do I think I can do better than the preeminent one, the head of everything yes. who created everything? Yes. And so we have to really check ourselves and say, wait a minute, I think I can do better than him? I mean, I can just tell you even today I got so excited and hype about something I'm planning, but in the back of my mind the whole time I was like, is this God or is this me? (laughs) You know, I'm real, you know, I'm real excited about this. At the same time, I hear the Holy Spirit like, when you going to come talk to me about this? When you going to come talk to me about this? You just went off of an email or a text, and, you know, all our friends are excited, and we're doing this whole thing, and God's like, I'm here. I'm here. Uh-huh. What you doing? Yeah, you say, I'm over here. I'm over here. Have you talked to me about this? You keep running your mouth. Talking to these right. other people about this. When did, when did we talk about this, D.B. Shell? I'm like, Jesus, right. can you just give me a minute? Can, can I just have this joy? <laughs> this Jesus joy? But what we have to realize, that's a temporary high. It's almost like getting some marijuana. It's like this is temporary. Mm-hmm. This planning, this thing, me doing this with my, you know, whatever I'm thinking about is temporary. What he wants to give me is eternal. It's forever. Yes. Actually, he's already given it to me. And so when I choose to find that temporary high, I'm leaving the eternal high that I already have in him. I know y'all like it. She yeah. does. But no, I'm just saying. No, I get it. No, make sense. I mean, sense me. yeah, and like earlier, I was talking about before Christ, after Christ. Um, before I my quote-unquote born-again date, I really love the drink. I mean, they called me like Isaac in college. I made the best mixed drinks. I was a mixologist, yes. And the one thing the Lord convicted me when I became hasty, and look, I know there's plenty of Christians that drink, so get, don't don't turn off, don't tune off. I'm not saying that you don't drink. I'm saying for me in my house, because my witness, hello, let's go back to the topic, my witness was all about she make the best drinks. My witness had to change, change when I came into him. So mm. there was a huge change because other than that, how would people believe? How would people know? Then mm. I had to get that high because before Christ, that was the way that I felt comfortable around people because I was shy, because I never liked I know you're like, what? I never talked in front of people you know, now do speaking engagements. All that stuff. All the stuff I could do after Christ with the spirit, with the spirit, I had to do with alcohol before that liquid courage. But God said, no, I'm going to do a new thing in you. This is my gift to you. You don't need that stuff to be uh, accepted. You don't need that to belong. You don't need that because that's not your witness. And so now I hope people don't get offended when I go out. I'm like, no, I don't really. And they're like, well, what? I'm like, you can do you, but I know what he did for me. That's a part of my witness. So I can't because that's a part of my witness mm-hmm. of what he did. He took this person who had to have all this stuff to feel comfortable and took all that and, quite frankly, is still taking a lot of stuff so that no flesh can get glory, so that I can't look to a job title. I can't look to my bank account. I have to look to because of God. Everything in my life is because of him. Yes, Lord. 
You quit looking to yourself. Right. You quit looking to yourself. You deny yourself mm-hmm. like he told you to. It's the repentance thing where you turn from yourself and turn to God. Mm-hmm. The things you, now he's your objective. Yeah. Yeah. So my he's question tonight is, what's your case study? What's your case study? I love this message. It says, you yourselves are a case study of what he does. Think about your life. What has he done? What is the case study? It should be a witness of something. It may not be the drinking thing, um, but what is that witness that's different before Christ, after Christ? You are the case study. You know, everybody has a purpose. Everybody is called to do something in the earth realm, and are we living that out? And first of all, it's to him to give glory to him, to please him. So what in our life is pointing back to him? Everything about our life should, right? Should. Amen. But but what is? But what is pointing back to him? We can't just go back and be in one day out. I love, you know, you go to Revelation. I re- You can't be lukewarm. You're either cold or you're hot. And that's what it is. I you mean, know? When, when you have the choice to be <clears throat> loved so well, like, why? I don't understand why the choice is so hard. I'm speaking for myself, not not for everybody else. Like, it's just, there's nothing better. I know that. You know, so why is it so tempting still? Mm-hmm. It just doesn't make sense why? to sit and think about it. Like, it just, like, girl, really? Like, it well, pinch weird. yourself. Look, it, 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 if I took a knife right now and cut you, would you would you say ouch? <laughs> or scream? Because sure. we yeah. still flesh. Yeah. Yeah. So we're constantly, constantly having to renew our minds, constantly having to go to God and ask him to deal with our flesh, that crucify my flesh, God. You know, let me walk in the spirit and not after the things of the flesh. It's a daily thing, and that's why, and it's not even just daily. It's moment by moment, second to second. Like I said, I got on a high in an hour planning stuff on the phone with some great people, but at the back of my mind, I was like, when are you going to come back to me? Talk to me about this. I love this. It's cute and all, but it's in me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. That's cute. That flesh, it takes over you before you even realize it. You know what I'm saying? You exactly. find yourself in the moment just where you were. Like, when are you going to consult here? Like, okay, yeah. You got it planned yet? All right, Dr. Mina. Okay. But I think it goes back to the scripture in uh, verse 120. It's like when we talk about things that are visible and invisible. Mm -hmm. And because some people, we don't see God's literal, you know, we can't see. We we get distracted by what we see, but we're not supposed to be looking at things which are seen. We're supposed to be looking at the unseen. Because we're in the world, not of the world. And so we walk after the spirit, not after the flesh. So we should be constantly trying to see what's not being seen here. But instead, we focus on that knife I just put to your arm and you cut mm-hmm. and bleeding. But we're not looking at what is God. Right. You know? right. Because we hurt. 
because we're flesh, because we're blood, because we hurt, because we love, because we have desires, because that have been unfulfilled or whatever, and because in the world it looks like everybody's moving ahead by doing things their own way. So why can't I? Well, why can't you? Right. Well, let's go back to the word because you were bought with a price, and therefore you glorify God. You what? What? Because <laughs> you know, because he loves me. That's why. Because, because he loves you. Is it just enough? Is he enough? You know, going back to is he enough? Is his love enough for us? Is the gift he gave us enough? Is eternal? You know, it's like always we are trying to do better than what's already been done for us. It's already done. Yeah. He's like, all those things are done. That's all those true. things are done. You just got to come be with me. You know, I go back to Colossians 1, 15, for by him were all things created there in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether they be by thrones or dominions, principalities or powers, all things. He got dominion. He's preeminence. He's over everything. So why wouldn't I go to him before I consult my own little plan? I'm not for sure exactly where. Oh, it's in Job. But even mm-hmm. Satan has to go to him for permission. Who mm-hmm. I think I am? You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. have you, you considered think, Job? Have you, his own God, <laughs> you know, you would think yes. that he would be his own God, but he has to go to my yes. God for permission to do anything Mm -hmm. to his children. So that right there is just like, I mean, there's there's no question. He is who I need to consult with on everything because he's going to lead me. Mm -hmm. He has it all planned out. He has it. It's perfect in his way. If I can just seek his way and stay out of my way. Right. Yes. Right. Hmm. Not be distracted. Don't be moved. That's a hard thing. Like I said, well, you, it's really you know, easy. You know what else is hard? We yeah. have a difficulty receiving gifts. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Most of the time we get a gift out, we spend more time worrying about what was the motive behind the gift mm. before we even pay any attention to the gift. Yeah. But 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 we're not in that world anymore. We've been translated into the kingdom. And now the giving mm. and the motive is holy and righteous and good. And we can take that to the bank. Amen. Mhm. See remember the, the original problem was God looked at mankind and said, well, the thoughts of their hearts are only continually evil. Over in Mm -hmm. Genesis 6, 5. The reconciliation fixes that. Mm. We get new hearts. So now our intents can be pure. And our receiving can be pure, right? Because we're trusting Right. We're trusting. We're trusting him. We're trust, trusting that everything that's being orchestrated in our lives is under his control. 
Amen. And he's mm-hmm. holy and good. Hmm. And, 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 and yeah, you're right. And and Satan got to show up when he calls a meeting. <laughs> you can't choose not to, not to attend. He has to show up. Mm-hmm. And we need and and we just need to we need to grasp that realizing that B C now we now we we now we A D, right? We in the families. We in the families. And, and and what Paul is trying to tell us is don't forget that. There was a before and then there's an after. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We need to stay in the after. Right. You don't really forget the before because the before is part of your witness. Uh huh. But you're in the after a whole new a, a whole new experience. Before right. when I did something, I, I was under condemnation. Uh-huh. Now I'm forgiven, reconciled, encouraged to do what's right. And it's a whole, whole, whole different. I mean, our hope is that there's no, there's no condemnation. I'm, I'm not sure if we grasp that or not. There is no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus. None. And you can let your mind play around with condemnation and all that, but God says there's none. There is no condemnation. And we need to. We need to continue in that. Right? Yeah. Continue in what, what he says, what he's calling, what he sees, how he proclaims it, not what we think. Yeah. And that, like I said earlier, that's that's where we practice the, the renewing of our minds. I look at a situation and I think such and such. But what does my Lord think? Hmm. And am I agreeing with him? See? Because it's not smart to be against my Lord. Well, I agree with him. Yes, it's not smart for me to disagree with him. Mm -hmm. And so that's how we continue. Because... now he's the measure. Before I was. Now he yeah. is. And because and I approve it don't mean don't mean nothing anymore. Just it should be easy to trust him. I mean, for we know that he's perfect and everything that everything right, that he go back and, and check. We know that he's perfect. And then just go back a couple of days just thinking about me. And I've messed up. You know what I'm saying? Like, so why? You know, so it, it's easy. Just, hey, I'll trust it's him. I'm going to follow that. him. Let me consult. Lord, is this what you want right now? Like, put me here where you yes. want me to be. Yes. Mm-hmm. And have you ever, have you ever stopped to think about it that we have eternity to get it right? Yeah, mm. and he gives so mm. many chances. Just like, okay, child, here you go. Renewed mm. grace daily. Uh, thanks. I'm grateful for it. 
He's always modeling patience. He doesn't kick us out of the family. Not at all. I have this love in verse 22. Unblameable, no blame, and unreprovable. I had to look that up. I was like, unreprovable? (laughs) But just even they took it to the legal scene and just, you know, no guilt. You're not guilty. My witness is, look, it says you're not guilty. You're not guilty. You're taking all that. Right. Amen. So, so we can like come, come boldly to the throne of grace. Mm-hmm. So we can obtain mercy. Mm-hmm. You said Romans 6. But do we? Uh, it's not to talk about Romans 6 and 4, but it says, but, you know, or 6 1, it says, but then is that our path to continue on in sin? And it's like, no, God forbid. It's again right. to operate in that newness we have in Him. We've been baptized. Mm-hmm. Again, let's not walk away from the gift. Yeah. Whatever we think we're getting long term, that is not a gift. You think you just got a gift. You just got, I don't know if you guys ever do this. My family does. But uh, we used to do a tradition where on uh, Christmas Eve, we didn't do, uh, we did a gift exchange, but the gift was a gag gift. And I think that's what we all been getting right now. We've been getting some gag gifts, thinking we're getting the real gift. You know, what we would do is hear somebody in the family talk about something they wanted really bad. And so on Christmas Eve, you would get that Lamborghini, but it would be a little toy car Lamborghini. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or in my case, <laughs> I wanted a sapphire with da-da-da. I got a fake sapphire <laughs> So. I used to love that when I was younger. I hate we stopped doing that because those were the best gifts. They were for it was a joke. It was a gag. But God's like, I don't have a gag gift for you. I got a real gift. I've already real given gift. to you. It's eternal. But you want to settle for these gags. Mm-hmm. Yes. You like these little gags because yes. you like these little gag gifts. I got the real thing. I got the real thing, and you want a gag. Mm, right. Right. And maturity is just just recognizing that that's what's happening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, that's that's all growth is is recognized because he shows it to us enough times for us to get it. Because mm-hmm. that's what he wants us to get on one accord with him. Right. So now now, now I can look at the gag. Give me. Oh yeah, that's a gag. Okay. Thank you, Lord. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I, I used to That's tell people, uh, <laughs> it's like the old school Cracker Jack boxes. You ain't got no prize in there. You think you got a prize? <laughs> I, 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 exactly. wish you, I wish you could. I wish you could have seen him when I was a kid, boy. Mm-hmm. You talking, talking about? Tr- you talking about trinkets? Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> but everybody bought Cracker Jack. <laughs> what a trinket. Yeah. Right. The message is about the gift. Yep. The message is about the gift. And and, and I think our biggest struggle is just receiving the gift. 
and, and, mm-hmm. and settling into the fact that I have been given a gift. Uh-huh. And what a gift it is. And it's going to take me the rest of eternity to even figure out what I got. Mm, that's good. And just making that the priority, making it enough, right. being content, enjoying the gift, getting to know the gift. Because there's so much we don't understand, and some we won't know until heaven, you know? And so it's right. like, wow, he gave me this gift. What did I? What do I know this week about the gift that I didn't know last week or this year, AC, after Christ, that I didn't know a few years ago? So what am I unlearning? What am I unpacking? What is all this word? Like a lot of teams, different people I pray, we talk about, what does it mean, you know, in the last day, you know what I'm saying? Are you going to be able to stand? Why? Because we got all these distractions, all these diversions, all these different things that are entertaining us. Like there's a reason why, you know, sometimes you have to pull back from social media or different things like that because you start getting distracted. I mean, there's actual studies done that the debt increased once social media came out because people were trying to have pictures to show they were on vacation different places. And so there's this internal competition to compete with the world that we're not supposed to be of, but in. Right. And that and that kind of and, and if you aren't careful, that kind that same it came the same spirit or attitude creeps into our into our our relationship with with God because exactly. of what we see other folks have or how or how they act. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. I, I appreciate not, some people that. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Mm-mm, go ahead. <laughs> But you know, uh, uh, <clears throat> but I'm saying yeah, the social media works on the on the in the world, but and it shouldn't work in the church mm-hmm. unless we allow it to. And when we don't stay steadfast, when we don't continue, we allow the place to operate, and and mm-hmm. we shouldn't do that. We got to be careful about that. You know, I get, uh, you know, thanks a lot for a lot of things I do on the websites and stuff. And, you know, every time I, you know, get some kind of accolade, I don't, you know, look at myself and say, oh, wow, I could do this. I always thank the Lord for everything I do. So, yeah, that's where Mm -hmm. I get my trade, my skill, and just everything is such a blessing. So, yeah. Praise God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Amen. Thank you for sharing. Yes. Anybody else want to share? I think I heard one other person. Okay. All right. Well, if all minds and hearts are clear, I thank you guys for calling in. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Good night, y'all. Well, family, I hope the discussion has encouraged you. I hope it has enlightened you. I hope it has infused you with love and truth to live a life filled with God on purpose. And if it has, join us again for more godly discussions. Thank you.